up to $26,000 per employee? They call it the 15-minute refund, but it's not a gimmick. It's for business owners who stuck it out during the pandemic. The Employee Retention Tax Credit, or ERTC. But time is running out to get started. Talk to the experts. JWC Advisors at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Who are they? CPAs who will keep you on the right side of the IRS. So do it the right way. Go to iHeartTaxRefunds.com. That's iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Mudu, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you here. And thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here on the Grit Daily Startup Podcast. This show is really about the world of startup. We like to say the good, the bad, and the gritty. So I'm excited to learn about you, what your experience has been as a startup and in the startup world. But we, And of course, what you guys have going on um, with the brand and, and all the exciting things you guys are working on this year. But first, let's help our audience better understand a little bit about you and your story and, and background and what really brought you to, to, to present day. Thank you. First of all, I love, I love the name of the show being The Grit Daily. I mean, it hopefully it shows how people need to have a grit to survive in this world and thrive in this world. So great uh, podcast show that you are running, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Uh, with this, so yeah, my journey. So um, I can tell you quickly about Isera. The name of the company is Isera, and I'm the founder, CEO of Isera. We started Isera in late 2017. Uh, early 18 is when we launched the company. Um, and I before that, I was at ServiceNow. I was a senior VP general manager of ServiceNow um, for their IT uh, services business. Um, and I, um, the the genesis for Isera is following. Uh, as you look around in the world, right? Uh, we all deal with whenever we have something doesn't work at home or office or enterprise, what do we do? We call a, a, a hotline, we call it tech support, or we call customer support, whether it's a technology problem, product problem, right? Any services we have. We live with customer service and support for about 30, 40 years. In the enterprise business, that's even more. Like if your laptop doesn't work, if your network goes down, your Wi-Fi doesn't work, your, uh, you cannot access your application, Right, or you cannot access your CRM from Salesforce, and this area is so much done manually, relying on people trying to rely on customer service to provide the services. We want to see if this can change the game altogether. Can I provide a self-service to you? So, idea is think of like, can I provide a Siri or an Alexa so that you can do your job? So you can ask me any questions, Sebastian, and our AI should be able to be like Siri, try to answer that. So that's kind of uh, Isra is created is. Purpose of ISRA is like Siri, an AI NLP engine, which will try to understand user requests and try to serve the user requests and resolve the requests as well. Okay, so walk me through this real quick. This is all new to me. Of course, we just met here, and that's the goal of the podcast, to learn about new solutions and incredible brands um, like like you guys have here. So walk me through how sure. this process works and what problem you guys solve. Yeah, as I said, um, if you look at it, how the process is following, you as a user uh, could be a consumer or a business user. Uh, let's pick a brand uh, that you have a problem with. Uh, let's say Salesforce, you cannot log into your Salesforce account. Um, and what do you do? You actually open up a help ticket. You talk to a, a customer service representative. 
he or she will try to resolve your problem. That's what happens today. With Aisara, what will happen is when you open up a request, you can first of all, um, and you start asking a question, Aisara will try to respond to your request uh, as an AI engine. So it will understand, you say, I cannot log into my account. It says, okay, what's your account name, login name, password. It's interacting with you in a conversational manner, trying to resolve your request. It could be troubleshooting. It could be your password is lost. Uh, your login name has changed. Uh, you want to reset your account. Right? Any of those requests are happening between you as a user. On the other side is the AI brain, which is trying to understand your problem, your requests, and trying to address them. Uh, and if you still cannot solve it, then obviously it says, okay, I'm going to escalate to a, a human representative. Here is a person that you can go talk. And that's the problem we're trying to solve. And the flow could be through a voice. You can make a one 800 number, uh, griddailystartup.com, and you can call that, you know what I'm saying? Or it could be you can send an email. Uh, for with your request, or you can be in a chat conversation. Your chat could be on a Zoom. Inside Zoom, you could be asking a question, or you can be in Microsoft Teams, if you use Microsoft Teams, uh, any of these platforms. So it can be digital channel, voice, or email channels, or a mobile app. Idea is to engage users and resolve their requests without the need to wait long wait times, talk to, and the representative, et cetera. That's the problem we're trying to solve. Excellent. So this is all, and a majority of these answers are 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 delivered and, and created uh, through AI, artificial intelligence. Correct. That's right. Everything. All the uh, every response is created through AI, and the answers will also come from. Now the question is, how do I get the answers? Your next question, the question is, we actually go back and the AI is going to learn by looking at how you are running your shop. Great. So I look at your knowledge base, your FAQs, um, your public content. Uh, you look at your past historical records. So in a way, you're kind of training. Think of this AI as like a kid who is born. You train this kid and then unleash the kid to get your users. So this AI will be your first line of defense to your, your business users. So I guess the first question I have pertaining to AI is that it's not perfect yet because it's still new. I mean, it's 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 extremely accurate and it's very, very close to being, um, you know, 100 percent. But how do you guys mitigate through being able to make sure you're delivering the right results and answers and solutions for your customers based on AI literally being a computer that, that that's generating, you know, the answers or the solutions? Very good question. Uh, so two things, a couple of things we did very unique for us, right? And your point is right. Like if you look at uh, Siri and Alexa, it took a while for people to understand Siri well or Siri to respond to you correctly. Or if you look at Alexa, right? All these devices takes a while. And this whole area is called natural language processing within AI. Uh, some people call it natural, natural language understanding. For the AI to understand your request, and you might ask a question in a different language. You could have a different vocabulary. I may have different vocabulary. Your, uh, you may have accent. I may have accent. Right. So all those things will take into account. So idea is to inter understand the user request and perform the proper function. The way in which we did that is one of the things we created an ontology and taxonomy by domain. Right. So let's say for IT industry, or for sales industry, or customer service. Uh, or for HR, human resources, or finance. So what we did is we created an ontology taxonomy for a given domain, business domain. Within the domain, again, as we walk into a, a customer, one more thing we did is we what we call AI learning. That's what I was talking earlier. Is our AI will try to learn by looking at anything that how you've been running your your business for last X number of years. 
by looking at your knowledge, FAQs, your content, how you talk to your, your customers. It tries to learn that. That's the second one. Third is, if it makes a mistake, when the human is trying to answer that question, it's going to a customer service, it'll shadow that agent. See, how did the agent resolve it? And learn from that. And that we call the reinforcement learning. So these three things are very unique for us. Bringing the ontology and taxonomy, it's like a dictionary on day one. Try to learn AI learning on, on your historical content. Third is on an ongoing basis, if it doesn't solve it, it tries to shadow the agent and learn from them. Got it. So it's learned behavior uh, so that it can better understand and better solve problems moving forward. Absolutely. And this area is also called user behavior intelligence, right? So apply AI with the user behavior because at the end of the day, it's not just about the request. I also need to understand it's Sebastian. What are Sebastian preferences are? Or what is uh, some other user called Shelly? What's Shelly's interests are? And trying to learn from that user and user behavior and getting the context will help us a lot. Love it. Well, I mean, technology continues to make life easier and remove friction from life. Looks like that's exactly what you guys are doing um, at Isera, being able to provide a solution to get people answers when they actually want them. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're right. Nobody wants to wait on hold anymore. Nobody wants to call and say, due to our current call volume, you'll be waiting an hour and a half to solve a 30 second problem. So it's great to see how technology is making life easier and, and business easier here. So I love what you guys have got going on here. So let's talk a little bit about the startup process because that's always less than pleasurable when we're first getting started. Unless of course you have endless amounts of cash and resources, which is extremely rare that that happens. And even when, even when that is the case, it doesn't always mean it's going to be a seamless process. So we'll talk about the best parts. We'll talk about the worst part. Let's start, let's, let's start with the worst part um, about the startup process when you created this whole thing? What was the, what were some of the biggest challenges you came up against uh, being a startup? Yeah, no, look, a lot of challenges, right? Look, startups are never easy. You go through ups and downs on every day, every week. And, but that's what gives you, that's why I like your show being called grit. You got to develop a grit, as you said. Look, if you don't have a good grit and trying to have a good uh, perseverance and determination, startup is not a game for the, uh, for everybody. And you have to decide at this point of your life and career, is this what you want to do? You can do it at any point. You just have to decide, are you the right person to do it at this time, at your life? And do you have the grit to continue to do that? If you don't have the grit, you shouldn't do the startups. That's number one. Now, the journey for us, uh, at least for me, is as you go through that, a couple of challenges would be in AI is such a new concept, right? Uh, back in 2017 and 18, uh, this is before COVID, right? And we are going to automate all these things so that people don't have to even talk to a human uh, in person. And we didn't know COVID is going to happen at all, right? Nobody anticipated that. Uh, so I think one of the things was many of the existing infrastructure and application companies, they don't want to change. To your point, even though I'm eliminating the friction uh, for people's lives and making the business and lives better, the many of the large established players, they want to continue business as usual. Because if I automate many things, Sebastian, what's going to happen? You'll have less reason to use some third-party licenses, right? So even though I'm making life better for contact center people and humans and enterprise and business users, the existing vendors who sell softwares in this area, right, software and technology, they would be the resistance for a change. So that's a, a, what I call it. Those are the gorillas or the 
uh, in a fight of David versus Goliath, they are the Goliaths. So that was the number one challenge we faced, right? The number two challenge is for AI. Algorithms and technology is good, but to start AI, you need data. Data is the oil, right? Without data, any good algorithm, any good data scientist, machine learning expert cannot do much. So creating data in a single vertical domain is very hard. And that's what we did. So we kind of, we didn't apply this horizontal. We said, look, let's pick some verticals to start with. The vertical in this case is IT help desk, IT service desk. Then we went into customer service, customer support. Then we went into HR, sales, marketing. So we kind of went by domain by domain. And within the domain, we worked with many customers. We collected data sets through both proprietary data sets, working with customers, public domain data sets. Uh, so that's a big problem. Uh, a challenge for day. The third challenge is the behavior of the users, because you could have hundreds of customers, but you need to have millions of users using the product. AI is one, th one of those things, because every user is so different. We are lucky to have, we have now close to about 70 million users using our service worldwide. Getting that many users to use and touch your product, and that way you get a lot of feedback. So a new thing that I learned this process is users matter a lot more. Uh, than just the number of customers. And that's very unique for AI startups because unless people use it and give the feedback, AI is not going to learn. That's why if you saw how it took a while for Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple to get going, is it's all about users. Absolutely. Yeah, without users, there is no platform, right? That's right. So we've talked about the challenging part and that I hear, I hear a lot of that. That's a lot of similarities there. It's being able to, to face your giants, if you will, when you first get started and figuring out a way to work through that process to get to exactly where it is that you want to be. Let's talk about on a more of a positive note. What's been the best part about the startup process? Yeah, the best part is the seeing the change the lives of the people, right? Uh, seeing that positive, eliminate the friction, people get work done. Uh, COVID, during COVID, we are able to help people uh, a lot, right? People are sitting at home. My network is not working. I can't go to an IT person, troubleshooting your computer, your server, your application. Able to provide this so that their business are running 24 by 7. Um, and that's a very rewarding experience. And we also work with many federal government customers, right? Helping uh, um, many, uh, what I call the federal government, as well as the uh, Department of Defense. So that was, I mean, investing and helping our own uh, um, uh, country people was a big thing for us. So I really like that. Um, and that was a positive impact and change that we are making to the society. Um, to people to see our service and we are able to make an impact and they're getting a value. Um, and that's what gives you the, the high side of the startup, right? When people see your product being working and using it and you're making a difference in their business and their lives, uh, that uh, exhilaration and experience motivates you even more to continue. It absolutely does. Knowing that you're doing work that matters, doing work that actually solves a problem and doing something that act, or providing something rather that that makes people's life and busier, business just that much easier. I absolutely love it. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation, uh, Mudu, and I encourage you to continue the great work with what you guys are doing at Isera. I love it. It provides a solution that everybody needs, which is answers yesterday. And uh, they, we, we can't get that by picking up the phone and staying on hold for half the day on here. So I want to encourage you guys to keep up the great work. Thanks again for taking some time uh, out of your busy day to hang out with us here at the Grit Daily Startup. And we'll have to have you come back sometime soon. Thank you, Sebastian. It's great to be with you. I'd love to be back again. Thank you. Thanks again. Until next time, friends. 
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for You app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.